Hello, welcome to your courageous journey. This is Julie Ferber and Julie Sickles. And we're here today to share a little bit of information with you. Um, one way that I work as a therapist and one of my interests is talking about the unconscious mind. And we don't always talk a lot about the unconscious mind, but it's that part of your mind that's always doing lots of different things. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about first the difference between your conscious mind and your unconscious mind. So your conscious mind is that part of your mind that you're aware of your thoughts and it usually develops when you're between the ages of about 8 to 12. You start becoming aware that you are having thoughts. Um, before that time, you're not even aware of your thoughts, right? Like, Julie, have you ever asked your kids when they were little, like <laughs> five or six, have you ever been like, why did you do that? <laughs> what do they say? I, I I've had the answer, I don't know, several times. But it's interesting yeah. because my kids are teenagers now and sometimes I still get the same they answer. Still get, they still get that answer. I don't know. <laughs> yes. But when they're little, do they know? No. I, I think I don't know is the most common answer. Sometimes yeah. you get the, well, I wanted to, right? Like mm -hmm. that's the other. Like they don't, they don't like think through it. They don't mm -hmm. think about it. They just are kind of uh, going on impulse. Okay. Yeah. So to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have this conscious mind that, that develops, but when you take a look at research, it shows that probably around 90% or more of our behavior isn't coming from our conscious mind. It's coming from our unconscious mind, right? It's it's things that are we are automatically doing or that we're doing on impulse. Mm -hmm. And so I am a therapist who loves to gather tools that work with both the conscious and the unconscious mind. Because I found that when you work with your unconscious mind, you can create change in a way that is easier and requires less effort, right? We're only able to think one or two things at a time in our conscious mind, but we can hmm. be processing and working on hundreds or even thousands of things when we are utilizing our unconscious mind. So when we're when I'm talking about the unconscious mind, I'm referring to that part of your mind that is functioning and doing things even when you are not consciously aware of it. All right, so I have a question for you. Yes. This has happened to me because I drive a lot. Okay. And you know when you get such an into such a routine, like there's been times where I'm driving and I'm just not necessarily tired. But yes. just but kind, of kind of zone, zone out. out a little bit. Uh -huh. And yeah. I get home and I think. Did I stop at yeah, that stop did I sign? Did I stop at that stop sign? Did I yes. stop at that stop light? I don't yes. remember. How did I even get home? I don't even remember some of the turns <laughs> I made. That For kind sure. of thing. Is that unconscious mm -hmm. mind that gets me home? Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's a different, it's a different brain state. You're in more of a hypnotic state. Okay. Um, of mind when you go into that zone and it is a little bit confusing, right? You didn't, you weren't having to consciously think about what you were doing mm -hmm. and you do, you, you can literally kind of go into 
kind of that autopilot. But anytime you've ever said to yourself, I don't know why I keep doing that, you know, whatever that is. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm familiar. <laughs> okay. Anytime you're having that reaction, you're engaging in a behavior that's stemming from your unconscious mind. That is kind and of weird. It is. It is because we're so used to as adults working from a place of our conscious mind, right? Like people come into therapy and it's talk therapy, right? Okay. Like they want to mm -hmm. come in and they want to like talk about what they're thinking and talk about their past and, and talk, 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 mm -hmm. because we are aware of and connected to our, our conscious mind. Like that's who we identify mm -hmm. as who we are, Okay, but our, but our conscious mind is not all of who we are. Okay. There's so much going on in the background behind the scenes. So sometimes I like to talk about kind of three different levels okay. of things that are going on in our unconscious mind, just to kind of give a picture of how busy it is and how much it can do. I mean, it's really kind of amazing. So kind of that first level is the level of our physical bodies, right? When you think about your mind and everything that it's regulating within your body, all of the systems that it's regulating, right? When you think about your heart rate and breathing and blood pressure and temperature and on and on and on, mm -hmm. it is an incredible amount of information that it is processing on a second to second basis. Mm -hmm. Think about all the nerves and nerve endings that you have in your skin. Mm -hmm. that are sending messages, right? Like to your spine, up through your spinal cord, into your mind. And your your mind is gathering that information and when needed is sending messages back out, mm -hmm. right? And telling your body what it needs to be doing. That is an incredible amount of information that's happening just within your body. Okay. And your body systems. But then... At the same time that it's doing all of those things, it's also paying attention to the environment around you. Okay. And it's filtering out what's important and what's not important. So if I'm sitting in a room and I can hear the traffic on the street as mm -hmm. it's going by, unless I have ADHD, every time a car goes by, <laughs> I don't have to think consciously, oh, there's a car. There yeah. goes another one. There's another car, right? Like it's mm -hmm. not pulling my attention because it's not important. It's not relevant to my daily life. Now, if there is a loud crash sound that comes from in front of my house or my workplace, immediately that information is going to go from my unconscious mind and filter up kind of into my conscious mind. Okay. Right? So it's filtering all of these things out that are not important. If I'm sitting in a room and the temperature is very comfortable, which for me is like 71, 72 yeah. degrees, yeah, yeah. drives my husband crazy. His comfort level is like 69. Mm -hmm. But if it's a comfortable temperature, I never have to consciously think to myself, oh, this is such a nice, comfortable temperature. Yeah. Right. The only time it's going to come into my awareness is when the temperature drops and it's like 69 or and rises. Yeah. Right. Or it gets warm and I'm mm -hmm. starting to sweat. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. And 
until there is an issue or a problem, it doesn't filter out of that conscious mind level up to the next level, which is that conscious mind level. Mm -hmm. Same thing with our physical body. It's doing so much for a body, but until something strange starts happening within our body, it doesn't really filter up into our conscious mind. And then we're like, oh, I'm getting a headache or, oh, I'm having this weird symptom. Maybe I should go see my doctor. Mm -hmm. It is going to take care of all of that stuff for you mm -hmm. because it would be very, very challenging if you had to try to gather and take care of all that information with your mm -hmm. conscious mind that can only do a few things at a time mm -hmm. at the same time. Okay. And then the third level that I like to talk about is the level of communication. And this level is so fun and interesting to talk about. Okay. Um, so you know how we talked about we have the unconscious mind and some of that filters up into the conscious mind and we can become consciously aware of things. Mm -hmm. And then a little bit of what's in our conscious mind filters up and will come out through our communication. Okay. Right? But only a very small portion of what's in our conscious mind filters out in our verbal communication and the words that we say. Okay, so is this where, like, the Freudian slip thing comes in? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, when we're, like, talking and we say something that, yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So as we are communicating, like, right here on this podcast, right? my unconscious mind is paying attention to your unconscious mind, and we are having this, like, underground level of communication that okay. we are not consciously aware of okay so okay. what kind of things yeah would that good, be like like how yeah, how does that happen yeah, yeah so if you've ever watched tv and seen a um body language expert uh -huh. who is talking about sometimes someone um for instance politicians oftentimes they'll like go over a debate and the body language expert will like analyze their body language or I think I saw body language experts talking about the royals you know Meghan Markle and her husband yeah um and they're kind of analyzing different things and what if you talk to any body language experts what you find is that they're is information that is being communicated through their body language mm -hmm. that is on the level of below conscious awareness. Okay. Okay. It's not even within the realm of conscious awareness. And there's a lot of messages. And, and you can study and learn about body language and you can learn how to read body language and so forth. But most of us are not body language experts. We haven't been trained on how to learn and identify and understand and correctly assess what we're seeing or okay. hearing coming from another person. It's not just body language too, right? There's tone of voice and inflection mm -hmm. and all of that. Yep. So there is so much information that's actually coming out of us way beyond okay. what is the verbal words that we are using. So, I've... so much information. Yeah. And our unconscious mind is picking up on that. Right. So quick question. So yes. earlier, just like a minute ago, I was trying to ask a question and I wasn't really sure how to formulate the words, but you knew exactly what I was asking. 
<laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. And this is something that you and I actually happens quite a bit. And yeah. I think it's probably because we've had such a long experience with each other. Our unconscious minds know each other really well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So that, so that you being able to kind of complete my question mm -hmm. has to do with this, our unconscious minds communication thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, you know, people will often say like, I got a really weird feeling or, you know, like I was talking to someone, I don't know why, but I just got you know, weird vibes. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is something that most of us experience mm -hmm. um, in relationship to other people. And it's because yeah. our unconscious mind is actually picking up on and reading information from their unconscious mind. And it's mm -hmm. telling us something is off, right? Like maybe their body language is off of the words that they're using, or maybe they're hiding something from us and mm -hmm. we can sense it, but we don't have any actual physical or conscious proof could right, it of possibly be because of past experiences we've had maybe something this person is doing is reminiscent of something that happened that was off before definitely okay. I, you know i think there's a lot of wisdom that we have within us that we don't always um have the opportunity to connect to consciously. Okay. And so I do think it's important to learn how to listen to that inner wisdom, that inner light, that inner guidance mm -hmm. that we have, mm -hmm. because there's just so much information yeah. that that part of our mind is able to process that we can't process in a, in a conscious way. Okay. And so as I'm working with people in therapy and utilizing techniques to communicate to our unconscious mind, I like to talk about um, kind of what that looks like. And I think it's really relevant to this podcast as well. So I wanted to explain this to you, Julie, and to our listeners. Um, our conscious mind communicates through verbal communication, right? We have specific thoughts and then we talk about those thoughts. But our unconscious mind has been around from before we can remember and we have memories and from before we had conscious awareness of our thoughts. And so it communicates in a very different way. You know, we can't say to our conscious mind, hey, conscious mind, I want you to stop, you know, being lazy and waking up late and hitting the snooze five times. <laughs> yeah. Like just saying like i want to do that doesn't necessarily mean we're just going to all of a sudden change those habits mm -hmm. and do something different so i like to really take a look at that stage of life when we're in a place of only being in our unconscious mind to get hints and clues about how our unconscious mind communicates okay so when you look at little children and the way that they learn best, right? Like, Julie, think back to when your kids were little, like toddlers and preschool age. And how did you try and teach them the alphabet? Oh, my gosh. I can't even remember yesterday. You're wanting me to tap <laughs> into that? Well, let um, me give you a hint. There may have been a song that uh, you the used. alphabet song, of course. Yes. Right? Like, thinking, yeah. So there were shows that we would... Do, yeah, song there a lot. Songs, there were mm -hmm. shows. Did you ever have picture books that picture were about books. letters? Yep. Picture books up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So all of these 
things give us a hint and a clue about how the unconscious mind processes information. Mm -hmm. And yeah, little kids learn best through story, right? Through song, through imagery, through play, right? Mm -hmm. Through hands-on activities. You're, you're not going to just take a picture of a letter, like this is the letter A, and show it to the kid and think, oh, they know what letter A is. They know what letter A does. They know how to draw letter A, right? Like mm -hmm. they have to, they have to physically do something with that letter in different ways for it to kind of get into their mind. Right. And so it's the same thing with us as an as adults, like as we're learning and trying to change, one of the best ways to help us to change is to be able to communicate that information to our unconscious mind. And our unconscious mind is not going to respond to information. So sometimes the first thing we do as adults when we want something to change is we go and we buy a self-help book, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? And it gives us really good information. And information is good, but information that doesn't get into our unconscious mind does not necessarily lead to change. Okay. So part of the reason why I'm super excited about this podcast is because story is a magnificent way to be able to communicate ideas and principles with our unconscious mind. Okay. Because it, it's metaphor, it's imagery, and it's the way that our minds have developed over eons, right? When you think of the human experience, storytelling is seen in every culture in the world, right? Yeah. So I have a quick question. Um, <laughs> it might take me a minute to formulate exactly what I'm trying to say. Um, for me, learning happens best when I can apply whatever it is I'm trying to learn to things I already know. Mm -hmm. So if I can relate something to something I've already experienced, it seems like it it's like ingrained there sooner or quicker mm -hmm. than anything else. Yes. Um, and so as far as like the unconscious mind goes, is that kind of how it, it works? Like, Mm -hmm. When we can relate to something, then it, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it doesn't relate to technical terms. For instance, um, I work with a lot of people who struggle with anxiety issues. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to them about those anxiety issues, and Julie, you're familiar with some of my stories. Mm -hmm. um, I talk and relate our mind to a rabbit and a wolf. And I do that not because I couldn't talk about some of the brain structures, right? We could talk about the amygdala and we could talk about the hippocampus and what they're doing when we feel anxious and what, you know, what, what the role is. Mm -hmm. But what I find is that our unconscious mind doesn't care, right? It's kind of like uh, mm -hmm. those Charlie Brown specials where the, te <laughs> the teacher's voice wah, was wah, like, wah, 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 yeah. wah, wah. Like it just... It's just going to tune out. It's yeah. not going to pay attention. Mm -hmm. You know, It it's just, it's kind of gibberish, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. But if it can relate to something that it understands mm -hmm. and it makes sense, then you're going to see that change. Just like with kids. Like I remember when my oldest was young, she went through a stage where she would color on her body 
with pens and markers all the time. Like we could not get her to stop. And at the time I was involved with this joy school where we had these mothers getting together and we take turns teaching the kids. You know, there was like a group of six or seven of them. Mm -hmm. And one of the moms saw that we were struggling with this issue, right? She was showing up at the group with marker on her face and her arms and her legs and everywhere. And she gave me a picture book for me to share with Emily that was about this little girl. And I can't even remember exactly what the book was about, but the little girl ended up doing something and then the color stayed on her. And just reading her this book, I didn't even like talk to her. I didn't have to like say the moral of this story is don't color on yourself. Right. But I read the book to her and all of a sudden she stopped coloring on herself. (laughs) Right. It was like, it was that easy because her unconscious mind was like, oh, maybe I don't want to do this. Right. Like that's that's all it took. But all the talking and the reprimanding and the Uh hiding of the markers. Can I tell you how (laughs) how many different places I hid Sharpie markers during that time? Oh, it was Sharpies. Oh, my gosh. She would use anything, anything, pens and Sharpies. So I was like hiding them all over the place and she would find them and she would color on herself like, you know, it wasn't like a short period of time. It wasn't just like a week. It was like a month or two that yeah. were like struggling with this issue. And then someone gives me a picture book and my kid just stops. Like it was amazing. <laughs> it was really incredible. That's funny. But I think that that's sometimes how our life is as yeah. adults as well. We, we'll try so hard like doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that and trying to pay attention mm-hmm. and it's hard and it doesn't change. And then we get frustrated and then we get overwhelmed. Well, maybe we're not getting the information in in the way that works for our unconscious mind into the place that it needs to go in okay. order to have some of those shifts and those changes. Okay. Yeah. So I love that we can come together here and we can talk about people's lives and their experiences because I think that it is a universal mode of human connection for both our conscious and our unconscious minds and that it helps and benefits us to have that connection but it also helps and benefits us at a personal level in order for it to create positive momentum and change in our life there's so much that we can learn through stories that we pick up on just like my daughter picked up on right in the book that we read to her when she Mm -hmm. was four yeah there's so much that we can pick up on and that we can learn and grow um as a, as an individual and as um, a collective group of people, as we are willing to hear and listen to other people's stories. Okay. So one more question. You know, you mentioned the word connection. And just going through my own thing, and I've talked about this and I will talk about it in other episodes, um, but like that was one thing for me that happened through podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very like healing. So is there something about connecting with other people that extra that, healing? Yeah. That speaks to our unconscious mind and yeah. And helps healing and learning from our experiences and that kind of thing. Yes. Our unconscious mind responds really well to metaphor. And so when we are listening and hearing a story, 
you know, even if it's just a made up story, there are a lot of levels to that story that our mind is going to be like gleaning bits in, of information from. And as they've done research on happiness, for instance, they have found that like the greatest predictor of happiness is going to be good relationships. It's going to be connection with mm -hmm. other people. Connection in and of itself helps us to feel more happiness. And our mind, it, I want to be really clear about this. Our mind has not been built for us to feel happiness and satisfaction. Our mind's job, it its basic role is just to help us to survive, to keep us alive. Mm. So if we want to develop greater happiness in our lives, we have to build new neural pathways in our brain. It has okay. to happen. We are not automatically wired to feel happiness, contentment, joy, gratitude, satisfaction. We are wired to see what is wrong. We have this negativity right. bias. And so I feel like stories are a really great way to show our mind what else could be. So okay. often we as people assume the way we are now, the way that we think is just who we are and it's our personality and it can never change. Okay. And that is anything but the truth. So then basically happiness is a learned behavior, a learned trait. A learned process, I would okay. say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I think the message I would kind of like to wrap up or leave with is we as adults sometimes think of those things that children are doing as being immature. Mm -hmm. But I want to challenge you to play more. I want you to play more. I want you to be more <laughs> playful. I want you to enjoy your creativity, maybe through music reading, writing, art, sports, right? Like getting out there and doing those things is powerful. It's healing, it's therapeutic, and it is a way that we can communicate to our unconscious mind, which does help us as we're going through this journey of life and trying to figure out, you know, what is my purpose? Yeah. One thing I want to add to that, too, is that it is never too late. Yes. I know there are a lot of people, and I've said it to myself, like, oh, I'm too old for this. I'm too old to start something, you know? Um, yeah. My daughter just recently decided that she wanted to get into volleyball, and she's played volleyball before, but always just, like, casually. And she's a senior in high school, and she... It's just barely, she's a beginner and she's kind of learning. But I mean, most people understand what high school sports are like. It's competitive. You have to like really practice and train and, and that kind of thing. And so it's probably too late for her in high school, mm -hmm. but she can start now and she can yeah. play. And, you know, it's probably not super likely for her to be competitive in college, but you know, crazy she can things. enjoy it. Well, that, yeah. but and crazier things have happened. You know, people yes. walk on like for football and stuff. Like there's walk on mm -hmm. players all the time and they end up, you know, going really far. I've heard stories yeah. of people going to 
law school in their 50s. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's never too late. Like, whatever it is that you're passionate about or that you think you might want to try, I'd say just Mm -hmm. do it. Just start. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I remember a few years ago, um, my mom was visiting when we lived in Georgia and we were going to go for like a walk around the neighborhood and she grabbed one of our scooters and (laughs) like she wasn't a young person, right? Like she, um, she was probably in her later 60s at the time. And I'm watching her scootering around the neighborhood and there was a hill uh, like on the other side and she's just like flying down oh the hill gosh. and I'm like, I was feeling a little bit of pa- panic, but I was like, you know, I want to be a cool grandma like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be the scooter because my balance is not the best yeah. with some of my health issues, but I want to be adventurous. I want to yeah. be willing to try new things. I want to be willing to maybe do things that other 60 year olds aren't doing yeah because i I can that's cool yeah and you should and i will someday and i think even (laughs) if even if you can't you should try (laughs) like you know because you never know what your limitations are unless you like explore them so and i think even with limitations you can and people people are amazing they are and they are i mean you look at people with any sort of disability and a lot of them figure out how to be just like the rest of us somehow yes you know it doesn't look the same but they're just as capable absolutely and that resilience is a skill right it's Mm -hmm. a skill that you learn through experiencing how to overcome the difficult things Mm -hmm. that are happening to you and it's a mindset and when you hear people with some of those limitations speak in public, they're mm-hmm. so inspiring because, you know, for our minds, we've never imagined having to overcome mm-hmm. some of those same challenges. So to see them overcome them and not just overcome, but thrive in their lives and really be able to find and embrace happiness and living their life fully and with purpose, um, it's incredibly inspiring. Well, that's really cool. I do like this insight into kind of how our brains work. I don't think the average person is aware of this information. And right. We're not aware of our, our unconscious mind. Uh, yeah, like that's, how it works. That's kind of the whole, yeah, the whole point is we're not aware of it consciously in any way. And we don't talk about it very much. Yeah. I mean, you hear the word subconscious or you hear the word unconscious occasionally, But it's not really out there. That information isn't information that we discuss. I mean, there is information out there that's available if you want to study it. Mm -hmm. But it's not really in our common vocabulary. Yeah. Well, I just think, too, as we come to more and more understanding how we ourselves, like, for example, me, Julie Fairbair, how I work, how my mind works and interacts with the world and whatever... That's how we master things. And so um, I think it's interesting because a lot of people talk about therapy and there's the stigma. Even still, I think there's less. People are more open to the idea of Oh, therapy. for sure. And millennials are really, really yeah. open-minded, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel it's the older folk up. that are set in their ways and, you know. Well, they're set in their ways. And also the mental health field has changed a lot over even the last 
15 years. So yeah, I think that it makes sense, right? I think there's different mindsets based on the generations you grew up in. And people just, I think, are more focused on improving themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's really what therapy is. It's learning how to understand and improve ourselves and our lives. Important. That's the thing. Therapy is not for crazy people. It's for people. (laughs) It's for people. I mean, certainly crazy people probably need some more different kind of therapy, intensive therapy, maybe. But therapy is for people who want to have a better life for themselves and have happiness and learn how to access those tools and... Yeah. Well, um, and if we have a medical issue, right? Like when my daughter, she broke three of her fingers, right? And we took her into the doctor, they sent us to an orthopedist. And they did that because she broke three fingers, right? Like that was a lot. They wanted to make sure that her fingers would heal correctly. Mm-hmm. And we didn't think to ourselves like, hey, what's wrong with us that we can't just fix this? Because I didn't go to medical school and I didn't go to the special training that an orthopedist needs to do to understand bones and how Mm -hmm. bones heal and how all of that works. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to go to the expert who has hundreds of hours of training in this area because I'm not going to be able to get hundreds of hours of training in order to fix my daughter's hand. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's not realistic. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same when we talk about mental health care. Mm -hmm. You know, the average person is able to learn and get information. But think about all of the years of schooling I've had. And then in addition, you know, I've been a therapist for almost 20 years or maybe it is. It'll be 20 years in in April. And every year I have to have at least 40 continuing education hours, Mm -hmm. learning something in the therapy realm that's going to help me as I'm practicing as a therapist, right? Like that time really adds up Mm -hmm. and it's valuable. And so I think it's really the people who are wise, who want to go to someone who's an expert, who can understand things, who can see things in a non-biased way, Mm -hmm. right? With that outside perspective to get that help. And I think there's a lot of wisdom that I love to honor when my clients are willing to come in and have me be a part of that journey for them to figure out how they're stuck and to Mm -hmm. kind of get unstuck in their life in some way. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing this information. It's very enlightening. And I hope that there are a lot of you who will benefit from this. And if you have any questions, we will have a way for us to be contacted you can ask us questions you can ask truly you can probably ask us through instagram and facebook we are on instagram and facebook look for your courageous journey yes and you can find us there do that okay well thank you so much for tuning into this episode i hope that it's been enlightening and helpful for you and we'll see you on our next episode of your courageous journey yes we will Until next time, bye-bye.